0: I love, I love that we get to, to gather and lift up the name of Jesus. It is my heart's desire. I'm thankful for our team that's sensitive. There's a scripture that says, Don't quench the Spirit of God. And I'm thankful that we have a team that is sensitive enough to continue to just flow with it. Whatever God wants to do in that moment, He's going to do. And so, continue to be a part of that. We've been in this, uh, we declare war, we've been talking about. The focus in it, I guess the target for it, is about our words. Our words are vital. Our, our words are <laughs> weapons. They're, there's, they're, they can be weapons of mass destruction. Um, I know there's a scripture in the Bible, in Proverbs, that talks about, Proverbs um, 18, 21, it says, words uh, kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. That's what it says. You choose. We're going to do with those words. You choose what those words are. You choose what comes out of your mouth, what's going to happen. Words are, are dangerous. We, we're seeing it firsthand right now as it unfolds because somebody's word is saying we are invading or we are declaring war. People's words have. Purpose. When we say we declare war against the enemy and we're taking this stand in prayer, you, you take it not just to say it, but you take it because you have something to back up. You back it up what? With your weapons. That's why prayer and praise. And we give it to him. Like we said, I worship you. That's the only way we're going to get through this. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the enemy taking our family. <coughs> taking the family when are you going to step oh i well, just be praying. Yeah, be praying no don't turn your prayers into gospel. be for real praying and, and try to find help and hope and, and all the stuff that needs to go on because people are dying left and right and a lot of it is spiritual before even it gets physical our words matter they matter a lot I don't know if anybody else is like I am at my mouth gets me in trouble! Mm-hmm. My mouth gets me in trouble! Anybody had a bite their tongue, bite your lip, or whatever you want to bite? More it's the lip. More, more, more moms and dads, man, when you're a kid, mm, you bite down on it because you, there's this thing that's about to happen you're trying kind to of control it for the bite. But sometimes our words want to come out so fast and so hard. Because we're like and what do we say? Listen, truth.
1: I'm gonna say it.
0: Sometimes some things are just better not said. Sometimes some things just need to just play out for what it is, and you know what the truth you just you see what I'm saying? Sometimes our words can get us in trouble. And, and is that not the truth? Because I don't know if anybody else is a product of this. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. So I'm saying it right. Like, but it's how I'm saying it. It's the tone I'm using. It's, anybody been saying some stuff right and it just might come out wrong? Like the tone? You know what I mean? Like the tone's kind of off. Um, and then you got to try to clean that tone up. because you're like, man, I didn't mean to come out like that. And we all have, we're a work in progress. A few weeks ago, we've been preaching about this. My wife did an amazing job. And I don't know if you got to listen to the sermon, go on all the podcast stuff and Instagram, and, or not Instagram, but uh, YouTube, and uh, re-listen to it. But she was ending and was talking about habits. And man, I knew sometime, I was going to talk about this. I, I did some of this in the youth That's service. I, I guess it was I the only was service I did. I because we've had snow. So, and um, I was talking about habits, and they just apply, and I'm gonna gonna share with you some stuff that I've talked about that applies to right now, and I hope And I pray, like this stuff is on my heart so heavy. And I promise, if you can seriously apply this to your life, you will see a turnaround, you will see the difference. (laughs) These words will be we start to be taught. The the life you live, everything you're doing has a pattern, because listen, we're talking about declaring war on words. Before it was about anxiety, next it was about excuses, and we're talking about our words. And And what adds up with our words is our actions. So all of it applies together. You can say one thing, but you're doing something completely different. Something's got to come together. You talk so much, but you don't back it up. You've got an alligator mouth with a duck butt. That's that's (laughs) a weird cartoon. (laughs) Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, those things are real, but we have to it has to be consistent. And it's, it's, it's in that moment when you just say, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do what's right. I'm not playing around with this anymore. I'm not letting it dictate me ever again. Habits are crazy. There's all kinds of habits. And I pray today that when we talk about some of these the, uh, habits and stuff we might not do and in the, in the stuff that we can do, that it will be an eye-opener. And not just, ooh, that was a good word and that was a good worship. It was no, ooh, I'm going to apply that and next time I'm going to still be talking about it because my actions were different because I heard and I applied and I took responsibility. Yes, come on. We want that. We do, don't we? We want that with our kids. We want to teach them how to take out the trash so that now they can take out the trash. Now, because of knowledge, you have understanding with understanding. comes fact, you've got to do this. There's no excuse. And so when the word of God is blown up in our face, There's no excuse. Well, I just didn't know. The great psalmist Biggie said, now you know. (laughs) I (laughs) won't be over that song. Okay, so you know, (laughs) but the thing is is you you know, and I I guarantee being in this church, we're we're all I can do is of God. I can give you some advice from for myself and give you some stuff but I got to give it to the word because the word is what is the truth. Too many times we're dictated by what everybody else says. What does the Bible say? What does the word of God say about this situation? That's why today I wanted to read what Jesus was sitting on a mountain talking to some disciples about 2022. And so here we are. So I pray that it challenges us and that it transforms us from the inside out and we start seeing those things. Bad habits are crazy. How many know, like, people got some habits? People got habits in their life. I was looking online just because I can can name stuff off the top of my head, and that's cool. And I I wanted to see, like, what were some of the top habits people have. Usually, like, bad habits. And one big one was biting their nails. I don't know if y'all know some it's a nail biter. It's a nail biter. You know, watching the movie. In. Or if you're a nervous habit, you're biting your nails or biting the side of your skin. Like, there's people that bite their nails, and that's a crazy thing. And they do it out of a habit. And that's like, that's a bad habit. Now look, I don't want to go deep into this story, but it's a weird story and, and I'm not going to stay on it long, but I, I did, did walk into a room where somebody was having the toe in their mouth and was biting their toenail, and that was weird. So that's nasty. And everybody's looking around, who was it? You know? <laughs> but people do that. People do weird stuff. People have the weirdest habits of just biting their nails. That that was one that was one big one. Um, being disorganized. They're saying like, that's a bad habit of you just being disorganized. You know, that's just not who you are. That's who you chose to be. Yeah, that's a bad habit. A bad habit. What, what is it? And sometimes this happens off and on it's more like sometimes in a vehicle, why does the vehicles have trash cans in you? you know what I mean? Like why is that a thing? Um but what do we do sometimes? We just throw it down on the floor or behind us or out of the way. And and if we don't pick it up after we or done with that ride, guess what happens? It starts stacking up a little bit. And we create a bad habit of just throwing it around. And so they're saying being disorganized is one of the top ones. Cracking your knuckles. People see some of you want to crack them right now because I just said it. Got bad habits. Oh. Um, <laughs> Cracking your knuckles. It's gonna mess them up. You're gonna get arthritis, you're gonna do this, this and that. I mean when I was younger, my mom would always go, I don't think she'd flick me or hit me with a ring or something weird. But I would always pop my knuckles. And Zion does the same thing. I have nothing to say because I did it. You know, like But he would crack he cracks his knuckles. He is as many like, hey, you wanna do something For without doing that cussing all his knuckles, then he can throw a basketball, then he can throw a football. He can't do it, he can't even play a video game or play any sport without cracking a knuckle. Like, I have to crack a knuckle or it's not gonna work. Bad habits. They say that cracking knuckles is a bad habit and that it is, I guess, uh, a bad habit for some people. People have some weird habits. They say cussing. Cussing is a bad habit and uh, it is a hard one to break sometimes. Because I'll tell you, it can take you somewhere real fast. And uh, and it's crazy. And until you start making a a different kind of habit in that, it's always going to linger on. Again, one more time, you have a choice to talk the way you want to talk. Nobody made you do that. I don't care who you're around. You choose how you want to respond to. I've been around some crazy people, and all they say is four-letter words. But I didn't have to go down to that, stoop down to that level of ignorance. If that's all you got to say. You've got some ignorant thing things going on in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's way more words than the couple that you're using. And and now, look, back in the day, I was that. The, the, what what's that saying? Cuss like a sailor. So I don't know. If you were a sailor, is that a thing? Is that worse than being a, somebody else? Is that a Navy thing? Is that You know what I mean? Like, or is that just somebody else? But I don't know. But it's a thing. I know, Howard. I, I'm going to get in here. I'm sorry. Uh, but that's a habit. People have them. And, and guess what? Any habit can be broken. So they're saying cussing. They're saying drinking. Man, that's a bad habit. Drinking. Well, drinking alcohol, yes, definitely a bad habit. you drinking all your cokes with the everything. Could be a bad habit. Too. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you know, there's bad habits of, of, of drinking. People saying bad habits of, uh, well, we, we see this, uh, people do this, and it's weird and nasty, but... Uh, picking your nose thats disgusting, yeah. And that's a bad habit That's um, well,
1: really bad and They,
0: they do say pick their gross. nose and they so, it <laughs> That's very really bad But I won't talk about that uh, That's where he was going <laughs> So they say that picking your nose Again a bad habit Kids sometimes they suck their thumb We got grown adults sucking their thumb We definitely got a bad habit uh, A 25 year bad habit You know what I mean But But trying to break a child from doing something that, that they're so used to doing. How hard is that? You know what I mean? Like when they find comfort. But in different ways, we as Christians have bad habits because we find comfort in things that are dysfunctional. good. good. sometimes our words, because we don't know what else to do, but we can say something and those words that come out can pierce and we feel relieved in the moment, but we have hurt for a minute. It leaves us with scars. So cussing is a thing. Knows... Yeah, smoking. You know, doing doing those kind of things. These are bad, They're saying one of the top. Is smoking uh, is a huge business, and people struggle with this. And that is a bad habit. And they say it's one of the top top tens. I just can't. Yes, you can. It is a choice. I'm not saying it's not hard, but you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You see what I'm saying? You really can. You can decide because it doesn't have to control you. You control it. And so you can break those bad habits. Um, People have different kinds of bad habits. One that was pretty interesting on the top 10 was negative self-talk. We only got Daniel. We only got Daniel to worry about. Negative self-talk was a bad habit. That when, I I guess I'm not putting my best foot forward, I'm putting my negative self-talk forward. So I'm, you know, words can be healing or it can be destruction, but it can be that for somebody else or even to yourself. So you can be in your own way, destroying yourself. Self-sabotaging. By by always saying, well, I just can't do that. Or, I just don't know if I... I don't, I, I, I won't, it might not. Like, being so negative about yourself to achieve anything. <laughs> these things are real and people struggle with these kind of habits and they will destroy you instantly. You don't want that to happen. And so what do we have to do? We have to start changing the habits. And here's here's why. Why do habits matter? Why do they matter? I mean, we, we, we find that, there, and that was just a few, There's a lot more, and we all have these weird habits that we have. But I wanna say this, and I wanna like kinda shape it around this thought. Successful people do consistently what other peoples do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what other people do, what other people do occasionally. And and that doesn't matter. It it can be any kind of success. It can be spiritual, it can be be successful in business, it can be successful uh, with school. Whatever the case is, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally, any kind. They're consistently living the disciplines that help them grow closer to God, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. If you didn't hear anything, and if this is all you hear, let this sit in your system and let it be a part of your life that successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. This is real talk. It's same with our... It, financial success. It's the same with sports. It's the same with working out. It's, it, it, they're going to be successful because they're consistently working out or consistently doing those things, training themselves for the sport. Whatever the case is, they're consistently doing it. But if others are just occasionally doing it, they will never add up to it or won't even achieve it, won't even finish it. Like I've said in the past that it's been a few weeks, but how many things have you not finished that you know you should have? You know what I mean? Like, those are things to think about. But we have to be successful, and the way to be it is consistently doing something, consistently making new habits, consistently changing and, and being aware. Those are the biggest things. Now, I'll tell you a couple things that Jesus never said. We always talk about what he's talking about, what he's saying, but he never said, uh, you know, I just can't find time to pray. Never hear Jesus saying that. I just ain't got time to pray. I'm just too busy. Ah, these disciples, man. They wear me out. You never hear him saying. I wish I had more time. I, I wish. I wish I would have done something different. I wish I would have. You never hear Jesus talking like that. Jesus never said that. What was he? He was consistent. Well, it's hard to add up. To it. No, it's not. It's not hard. You make it hard, man. We are the like greatest creation of all time. He didn't speak and say, "You know what? I'm just going to create a table. I'm going to create a chair." What did he say? He spoke trees to existence. What did he do? He used his hands and stooped down to create us. What did he have in mind? Us to create the chair. Us to create the table. Us to be creative. So we have the power to change the habits that we have. We have the power to be consistent at something. And I hate to say it, but there's a lot of people that are real consistent at disobeying God. That's real talk. Because people are, it's almost like I got to just... Prove something to somebody. I'm just just doing this. Turn that stuff around and be consistent at obeying God and disobeying the devil. Not occasionally obeying the devil. Not at all. But what we have is there's a problem with success in our walk with Christ is because a lot of people are occasionally reading the word of God. Occasionally spending time in prayer. Occasionally coming to church. Occasionally see what I'm saying? If you want to be successful in your own self, in anything you do, you've got to consistently do it. And that is in everything we do. Every single thing. Our habits will make us or break us, bottom line. We become what we repeatedly do. So what's your you gotta look and see how is your process of life, what you do day to day, what you repeatedly do, you will become. Yeah. They say this, and I was a teenager, and I even say the teens. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. This is a a, a real thing that people, what I repeatedly do, it's gonna affect. Who I repeatedly—it's going to affect like the life I live. If I want to be successful at anything, even just with my walk with Christ as a Christian, I got to consistently be spending time with God. Not as this religious. Oh, I missed a moment. He's going to do something crazy to me. He's going to deny me. He's, no, it is a re- genuine relationship. Your best of best friend. Your spouse, somebody that you genuinely, genuinely have a relationship with and that you constantly spend time with, the one that you can talk on the phone, even if it's a block number, you know their voice and you know who exactly it is. That's a relationship. And sometimes you wonder, like, well, I don't hear God. Are you spending time with Him to know Him? We can sing all about calling on Jesus all day long, but let's spend time with Him for real. People want to make good habits. People want to do that. So where, where are we? We're a couple weeks past Valentine's. We're, man, we're, man, this month is crazy. We're about to get into March. You want to throw up in your mouth? We're about to do an Easter egg kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay, so if you've been here, you know. Now you know. Yeah. Okay, so but how fast has it gone? How fast is 20, you know, 2021? of people that make New Year's resolutions will be gone by Valentine's Day two weeks ago. It's out the door. 92% of people that have said, you know what I'm going to do this year? And here we are, back in February. And 92% of people have already gave up what they said they were going to do. The gyms have leveled out. The pantry has leveled up. <laughs> you know, because what we do, when we want to level it up. You know, I better quit eating that stuff. So I'm going to donate that for the Lord, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then now what? Ah, Oreos, you know. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is <laughs> we get to a place where we're saying all this stuff, and we, we truly mean it. You don't want to do that this year. And a lot of people have gone back to their same habits. Let me read you a scripture. There's this guy in the Bible, and they they say he got kicked off his high horse. And it's a man named Saul whose name turned to Paul who was, you know, being a good good fellow holding coats while they were killing Stephen. And would try to kill Christians and persecute. Fast forward, his crazy life, God transformed him. Writes most of the New Testament yep. Jacks up everything And God uses him <laughs> Can I just say real fast I know you gotta get Ponderosa or whatever But Ponderosa um, I, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a Ponderosa here, so, anyway. but, but It's, it's a massive place Where you can do a buffet Oh uh, if God can use a man that is helping kill people and transform an entire world, He can use you, no matter what you've been through, ever. Let me read you a scripture real quick. This is kind of this is him. This is him talking. And this is him talking after he's encountered God and doing all these things. Romans 7:15. And then 18, 19, and 24, 25. I really don't understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I want to do what's wrong. I mean, I I don't want to do what's wrong, but I always do it anyway. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from the life that is
1: dominated
0: by sin and death? Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. My mind, I really want to obey God's laws, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Anybody can relate to that scripture right there? For real? I want to do the right thing. I want to talk right. I want to talk right even about myself. Michael Jackson had it right too. The man in the mirror. I want to do the right thing. But I seem like I can't do it. And I want to do it, but I don't. And I know that it's a battle. And I'm stuck. And I know Jesus Christ. You, know, you see the mindset? You see where he was going? You see what we had? The we have daily? Of the habits we make and we and we beat ourselves up over and over. I need to do this. I want to do this. Let me just say this real quick. Christ makes all things new. Amen. All things new. You're in good company. If you've ever struggled like that, thinking and saying, I want to do it right, but I don't. I want to do the right thing, but I don't. I want to eat healthy, but I don't. I but I don't. You see what I'm saying? Like, we do this in all areas. And we have conflict. And then what do we do? We blame somebody else for our own actions when we have to take it ourselves. And we do this over and over. I I want to, but I don't do it. I I, I say it, but I, I don't live up to it. It's always about successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. That's why. And there's a battle when Paul, Paul's talking this talk. It's like, I want to and I don't and I do and I don't. Like, there is a battle in his mind. See, my prayer for you is that you would live out the disciplines that lead to a godly, God-honoring, successful life. Because I promise you this, that life is way better than the other life you want to live. Or you choose to live. Or you think it's too hard, well it's just, it's just I, I'm not going do that because why? Because why, you have to be responsible? You have to, you have to take the Bible at face value? Because he asked you to do it? Our habits are crazy, our words that come out, not only against somebody else, but against our own selves. get on this mic then we have this huge guilty party and then we try to go through it or we find ourselves at the altar and then we turn around and do the exact same thing and find ourselves at it. How many times have you came to the altar for the same thing? Oh! Better have some steel toes on. and Ready for that one? That's a good one. But you know what I'm saying? Like that life And I think here's here's one real quick. We focus on the what, but don't understand the how. We focus on the what, but don't understand the how. We focus on the action and not how to get there. A lot of people have the same goals. A lot of people have the same goals. A lot of people, they'll say this, some of the top goals. We said excuses, but some of the top goals. I want to be healthy. Okay? I want to have money. I want to be financially set. I want to not have to struggle like that. Okay? Free of debt. I want to have a good relationship. I want a relationship that lasts. But the results are completely different, dramatically different than what you're saying and what you're actually doing. And so we, we don't change these habits. We say we want these goals, but we continue to live the way we continue to live and talk the way we talk. We, we, we accept it. We truly, in the heart of hearts, say, I want to be helpful. But then we don't add up to it. And if we try, something else happens real quick. And here's the craziest thing. I was thinking about this. I told the youth business. Winners and losers have the same goal. Successful people... And unsuccessful people have the same goal. At the beginning of the sport, at the beginning of whether the Pacers are any any team you can think of, I don't care if it's here in town or of the pro level, the coach has a talk with the team. Everybody has the same goal. We want to win. Every team same goal. Losers and winners had the same talk. We want to win and even win the championship and do our best. We're going to do this. We want this. Being successful and financially, people have the same goal of wanting to reach something. But here's what's crazy. Nobody's starting off saying the weirdest things. At the beginning of the season, you know what? I hope you guys get fifth place. It's, it might work out. You know, that, that might be a thing. So, you know, hopefully we'll get to fifth. Maybe we'll get to six. I don't know. We'll get to maybe fourth. You know, I didn't look at my wife and be like, you know, girl, you're the one. It might work for five months or maybe a couple of years and then we'll see what divorce looks like. You know what I mean? We don't go into a relationship saying like, oh, it might not work. We'll just, just take it like it is for now. We don't do that with anything we want. Everybody has the same goal. We Nobody has the goals of saying, "Yeah, you know, just get married." You know, we'll see after about five months and see where we are with that. Nobody does that kind of stuff. See, we all want the same. We all want the same thing, but we end up with different results. And the reality is, is your goals have to have a system. In place to be successful, to succeed, you have to have a system in place. You you have to your goals have to have a system. You can't just say it, hope to God that well, you know, by uh, April I'm going to lose this many pounds. Okay, what well, you say in that and that actually happened are two different things. You have to have a system. One thing that always stood up to me was this man named Daniel. But the faith of Daniel. If you don't know who Daniel is. He's a man, a young man. The biggest story about Daniel was what? He was in a lion's den. He wasn't the tiger king. He was the lion <laughs> king. Weird dad jokes, remember. But, uh, but he he was a man that I guess was very respectful. Did the right thing. And the faith of Daniel, <laughs> bottom line is, somebody saw that he was praying, and somebody saw that he was doing something, and they tried to sabotage his life and lie on him and make up a story and say all this stuff and try to get people to rally up around it and even turn the head of the king to make a degree to degree, degree of of what should be done. And so Daniel didn't budge from that. Doesn't that sound like relationship these days? Isn't <laughs> that like some kind of weird show? Uh, that's just where it is. But the reality is that Daniel goes down in the lion's den and he's in there. They close it up. The lions are hungry. Then they're praying. And the king loved Daniel. Bottom line is, they wanted Daniel to be eaten by the lions. What happens? Daniel's like, got the best sleep of his life. Just chillaxing with the the lions, hanging out. with You know how cats are. I'm not a cat person, but... You know, they like lean on you and do all the things. And you got big lions that are like thousands of pounds doing that on you and all that kind of stuff. They want to get on stuff. And, and he's just chillaxing with the, the lions. They roll it back and he's safe. Why is he safe? It wasn't because he had a goal of being safe. It was because he had a system in place. What was his system? Daily, he three times a day, he spent time with God. And because of the system that was in place, God protected him when somebody else was coming against him. So get the system in place and watch what God does. And you don't have to try, to try to like fight for well the truth or the right thing. God will defend you. Why? What happened? Those guys that lied upon him, guess what? Not just those guys. It was the family and everything. Listen, if we live today, some of y'all will be wiped out. All right. <laughs> like they didn't just take like, okay, uh, Brandon did wrong, so Brandon's going to die. No, Brandon, um, his wife. His kids, his two dogs, his mom, his dad, his, anybody that's connected to the name is gone. Wiped out. A whole generation gone of, of, of that, that legacy. So they throw them on a fire. Or fire. They throw them on the den, and it said that they were being eaten before they touched the ground. Yep. Ripped apart to shreds. And you don't think the Bible's boring. Talk about crazy guts and everything else. That's a wild joke we watch some weird stuff on TV. And the Bible has the craziest stories of all time, but here's the reality. Because there was a system in place, God protected it because he daily did that. He just didn't do it off the bat. Too many times as Christians, we live life in the, in the scare tactics. Oh, I got caught. I better hurry up and try this. Instead of daily, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to create a system. So when these attacks come, I'm already set. I'm not getting ready. I'm staying ready. And it's in our words and everything we do and everything we say. We have to. There has to be a system. A system in place leads to a life of faith and faithfulness. That's what it is. If you're creating habits that build your faith and strengthen your walk with God, you will become a person of God Has created you to be. You build that life. He will do whatever he can in that. Because he wants you to do some great things. But you have to put a system in place. You can't just say you want to do something and then not add up. Well, I want to be more organized. And you just don't do nothing about it. You just say it. There has to be a system in place. Even with students, I've told them, oh, you want to say you want to get better grades. Well, I'm going to get better grades for next season. And what, we, we crunch at the end, we do something real quick so we can get better grades? No. There has to be a system. The system is that you're going to pay attention in class, and you're going to take notes, and you're going to do the assignments, and then when it comes time for the test, you're going to get the grade. The same as being organized. It starts with something, which is overwhelmed. Start with something. Come on. It's in all areas. There has to be a system in place. Oh, I want to lose 20 pounds by each. Well, if you want to lose the weight, you have got to start doing the work. Right. And not only the work, because that's just a part of it. The other side of that work is the eating. You see what I'm saying? When we have the system, it starts to work out. I told the students at last year at this time, I was like three. I was like almost 300 pounds, two six, two seven. I don't know. Was, I had a lot of weight on me, but I had to choose. Something has to give. i got to change the system. I'm running and dictating. My body's the temple, and I'm carrying it up. That was me. If we all agree to say, I have to be better, then you have to create a system and be consistent at the system and watch the results, and you will be successful. Whether it's walking with Christ, whether it's leading and doing whatever God wants you to do, or whether it's just the things you do in your private time and what you want to succeed. But you won't do it if you occasionally do it, no matter what it is. No matter if you want to start a business or whatever the case is. These principles apply to everything we do. Everything we say, there has to be better habits at what we do. That's the truth. We need to change the system that's causing the results. If we fix what we do, how we live, the habits we have in our life, the way we talk, the outcome will fix itself. If we change the system, the outcome will automatically fix itself. But the problem we're facing is everybody's focused on the outcome instead of the system. And this other reason is we don't see progress fast. You don't see progress fast enough. This is a huge thing. I know for me at first when I was working out, I'm like going to the gym and I come home and I'm like, I'm two pounds heavier. That's amazing. You just don't see progress fast enough. You're getting mad and you're like, what the heck? You you walk on the treadmill and you gain two pounds. You know what I mean? You try to do the right thing and, and yet there you go getting frustrated. You get cut off on the road. I'm trying to do the right thing and there I go running my mouth saying something stupid. You know what I mean? We, we, we see the small program, but we don't see the results of it fast enough. And then you go off, and you make the mistakes, and it goes on and on and on. We don't see it fast enough, so therefore, I shouldn't do it. And here's what we do. We wrongly conclude this thing. We wrongly conclude that the small good decisions I make don't matter. We wrongly conclude that the small bad decisions I make don't matter either. you know, like, the good ones, so I'm reading my Bible, and then all of a sudden, I'm popping off at the mouth. You know, I'm trying to get the Word, I'm trying to, and then instantly my mouth goes off. And then we're mad because, oh, man, I messed up. And then we start acting like what Paul said in the scripture. I'm to do the right thing, but I can't. And then we get mad about it, we're like, this, me doing this today wasn't even, it didn't even matter because I, I, I just did that again. Or, or that temptation, or this happened again, so my, I'm, I'm going back to my bad habits. And then we do the bad, all the bad stuff. And, and, and it's, it's, it's simple. It's real simple things. Well, just, you know, one glass isn't going to hurt, but one leads to another, and another leads to that. Oh, if I just view it one time, it's not going to do anything. It turns into a, an addiction. And is it real talk here? You know what I mean? And, or we're like, ah, oh, you know, it's just half a bag of Oreos. I mean, it's not going today, is it? We keep eating half a bag of Oreos anyway. every day start filling out your your pants size and your belt starts loosening up and you see what I'm saying and we think that the small bad decisions we do in that moment ah it's not gonna affect you know especially with young like married people today you know play your video games for three hours and your wife's still in the room see how well that works she's not gonna divorce you or kick you out of the house but it adds up keep doing that because you're not spending the time you need to, because the small decisions we make aren't going to affect in the moment, are they? Not, not, not necessarily just real big, but they will add up over time. And we think that, awesome it's going to you know, I was, I was with the boys, and you're like, but you don't sleep with your boys, you know, like, leave that alone, I'll keep that PG. Okay, so that's the thing that we do. We wrongly conclude on both sides. And I think the bottom line is, is small good decisions uh, don't matter and, and bad decisions don't matter. And I'll say this. You will miss the truth of what is impacting your life in a massive way. Because our life is a sum of total all the decisions that we make. Right. Our life is the sum of everything we do. Every decision we make, it's, it's all of it. It all adds up. It all affects. Who you are today is a result of every single small decision that you have made along the way. Good. Who you are today is a result of that. They all matter. They all add up. It's small decisions. And, and, and those small decisions rarely wreck your life at once, but over time they add up. Rarely. If you just maybe, maybe one lie here, or, you know, uh, got in the wrong relationship here, or, you know, did something you shouldn't have done here. And then you you, you get to a place where your life is completely jacked up in this moment. And you're like, what the heck happened? It's just because you didn't put a system in place. God. And every decision you made along the way had added up to this God. big thing that just happened. And you didn't have a system that was going to try to get you to do the right thing and choose to live the right way and choose to talk the right way. Because successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. And then we're at a point. Listen, we've all done it. I've done it myself. Where something blew up. And I'm like, what the heck? God, you hate me. And why is this going on? Why is this happening? Because it was small, little decisions along the way that kept creeping in and creeping in and creeping in. And, and it didn't seem bad for the moment until it hit the fan. You ever had a moment where just all things... All hell breaks loose, grab this fan, everything jacked up. And you wonder why. But if you were honest with yourself, and you look back, it was that moment, 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 that. Nowhere did I stop it and say I gotta create a new system to get a different result. I hope this is good. I know I, it's a lot to take in. Um, and I'm telling, listen, and I'll say this one more time to the students, anybody that's young. Please take heed of this now. You don't have to go down some of those roads that we've gone down, and some of the adults have all gone, gone down. You can start now. And adults, listen, if your time's not done, well, i already done. No, 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 no. No. Today's the day of salvation. You see what I'm saying? You choose today, that you can start right now. And yes, all that stuff, you can't change it, but you can change from this point on. You can not change the way you talk about yourself or anybody else or how you respond. You can declare war against the words. Coming out of your mouth, you can do that. Do the right thing. It changes the habits. Be a strong Christian. And here's the thing: like people see people doing something awesome, man. You're just a strong Christian. You're a strong prayer warrior, man. You just seek up, man. You just you're just strong at it, and you're just pretty bold in it. And you you hear all these talks at times. But you don't understand the system that's in place or what they had to go through to get to a place that they, you think that somebody's just an overnight sensation. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It isn't. Small decisions that you make daily that add up and continue to make just because you reach the point. That's why the Bible says we go from glory to glory to glory. You don't just reach this point and go, well, that was it. Okay, I'll just do it over and here." No. You keep seeking the kingdom of God. In all things, and, and I think I think it's this moment right here. It's it's like you know, anybody some mac and cheese lovers? I know it's time to eat, so I'm gonna say. You might do the extra stuff and put in the you know, extra shred, extra <laughs> valvita It kind of feels weird when you're looking at it, but it just melts good. You know what I'm saying? But what do you got to do? You got to get that water. You put water in a pan. Now, y'all, some of y'all, are You know what I mean? You burn water. That's good for you. Uh, but you got to get water in a pan. You got to stay on top of this. I'm giving you notes, man. It's like Pinterest. Let's go. Uh, put water in pan. With a pan. Turn the sun on. Put the pan on the sun. Do you put the noodles in right when you put the water in the pan and water in No. Uh, sure. No, because it's not ready. And see, what we don't realize, just like anything else, is the water starts, just because it's in the pan and it's sitting on the fire doesn't mean it's on hot enough. And so our small processes in life start heating up in the things of God. And we get to a place where we get to 211, And 211 is real hot. But you still can't put the noodles in because you all will be judging me right now about that. Because it's not Boiling yet. But from 2.11 to 2.12 is just one. Just one. And that's the difference of the boiling. Just between one little nail right there. <laughs> but at 2.12 you get to a place of boil and you get to a place of when something's starting to take form. Listen, I've done it many times. Boil tea. You, know what I mean? you forget or you've got busy. you got to be on top of it. But we're right when it gets, and I think that's the walk we have, is just a small thing, the system we set in place, because we're consistently doing it. We're being successful with the things in our life, and with God, and with our children, and everything that we do, and it's getting hotter, and it's getting hotter, and God's doing something. And it's going to come to a point where it's going to start boiling and bubbling over, and He wants to use you. And You've got to let these things, and it keeps heating up. We are a process. Can we all agree with that? A working process. It's overcoming. Overcoming addictions. Overcoming stuff, doubt Overcoming lying. Overcoming all the stuff that we have to overcome. It. But it's setting the system in place. Changing the habits. Because if something happens, what do we do? The enemy is so good at this. Always pulling us back to our past. Always tell us you can't make it. You're going to doubt. Always separate. That's his job. He wants to separate you from the things of God. And anything God wants to do in yourself personally. We, we, we say this stuff and it's, it's the truth. And then the problem is, is, I don't know why we do this, but at times we put our Christian walk like that. We have to rely on somebody else so that we can walk our, our walk out with Christ. So we, what are we doing? It says, cast it on to the Lord. Why am I casting it on the sister tacky She'll need that. Cause she will she <laughs> but She won't talk. She's crazy. But we put it on somebody else, and somebody else is already in a place of their own because they've always felt neglected. So they like to be petted a lot. So they're going to do that, and they are going to get petted. And guess what? That started a couple weeks ago. When we're both sitting at the gate, not going into the temple we have. And God wants us to get past that and know that there's something boiling. There's something bubbling up. God wants to do something great in your life. It's a process. Small decisions. It's rising. It's the things that no one sees, but that brings big results that everybody wants. That's what it is. No one sees it, but everybody wants it. No one saw David. David beating up stuff and by himself, protecting the sheep, but everybody wanted that piece of David after he hit Goliath. Yeah. It's that stuff that no one sees, but everybody wants. It ain't hear about the show, and I get we got phones and stuff, and we want to capture the entire life, but please believe, those things you do in private, Daniel did three times a day, David did in his private, it adds up to something great. But that's giving him the grit to do something when it became time to go bubble. It's bubbling up. Galatians 6, 9. nine. will finish this off right here. And let us not grow weary in doing good. In due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we do not give up, we shall reap. And I'm telling you, when you're doing the right thing, and it doesn't, have to keep doing the right thing. It doesn't. If you mess up while you're doing the right thing, keep doing the right thing because eventually your habits are going to change. And if you cuss a lot, this is just from an example. You have to start changing the way you say something and how you respond. And if it slips, okay, I'm human, but the next time I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna catch it. It ain't catching me off guard. I'm gonna catch it off guard now. I know with scaring mom, it used to be, I won't say it, but you know, back in the day. But now that you scare her something, she's like, God bless America. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll say God bless America, and then I'm going to beat the junk out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, that woman would say some crazy stuff, and then uh, back it up with uh, teeth knocked out. <laughs> but you catch that stuff. You catch your, your talk. You catch. Nobody made you grab it and keep drinking it. If you're an alcoholic and coming off of it, quit going to the bar thinking you're going to be sober still. I'm just waiting. No, you're not. You're compromising. Let's just call it like it is. Until you're strong enough to do those things, get yourself in that system of getting in that water and let it get hot. Because when it boils, go ahead and go over there and see what happens it's not going to affect you because you're so hot and on fire for God. Ain't even got, you ain't got time for that. But that's the systems we have to set in place and change the habits that we have. We all, every one of us in this room have it. We all have habits. Habits that need to change. Last one. Our distorted identity sabotages our success. Let me say that and I'm going to end with that Then You can come up in the lion's den. Okay. Our distorted identity sabotages our success. The enemy tells you what you are not. The enemy tries to connect your failures to your identity. For example, you failed. You messed up, like Paul was saying. You messed up. You failed. So if you fail, therefore, you are a failure. That's what the enemy says. Well, since you failed, might as well just go ahead and mark yourself, failure. You did bad, so therefore, you are bad. Can't ever do anything right. So therefore, nothing will be right. No relationship, no friend. nothing will ever be right because you didn't have it right this one time. That's what the enemy wants to do. This happens throughout the Bible. God wanted to use Moses. Moses was like, I can't do this. I, I stutter, stutter, stutter insanely. I can't talk. I stutter too much. I don't do the right things. I'm not a good leader. Why? Because what he was saying, he was identifying his failures from what happened to him in his past. And it sabotaged his potential. And God's like, I can use you. I said, no, you can't. I, I, I'm not a good Yes, you are. And if God is saying it, and I'm trying to tell you God is saying it, you can do it. Quit sabotaging yourself because of something that happened. Get the system because why? Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Get these habits and the words you say coming up the right way. Not the wrong way. Gideon's army, I want you know, no, no, because Gideon was the least of them. Gideon didn't have it. All he had was a remnant of people, but that's all God that would destroy the entire army because they were willing. And that's the stuff that he's trying to say. Here's what happens. An unhealthy identity creates unwise habits. And then unwise habits reinforce the unhealthy identity. Here's the cycle. We don't see ourselves as godly so I don't live godly. I don't see myself as someone that does the right thing so I'm not going to do the right thing. I'm only going to continue to do this thing. And the bottom line is you're only self-sabotaging yourself. It's distorted. You barely can see through it. And the reality is that God wants to use you. It reminds me of Adam and Eve in a garden Hiding from God, He's saying, "Where are you?" They had a distorted view because they sinned, and they saw it actually for what it was. By now. But God, God wants to use you because, in the end, even though He had to have them do what they did, He still spent time with them and their kids. They just couldn't go in the garden, but He still talked to them. He still He, he didn't even have to walk over and have a conversation. and say, and look, we're getting through February. almost done with that. Take a different approach. We're declaring war on our words. We've declared it on our excuses. I don't know how long this is going to go, but take a different approach. Most people create these do goals. Do this, read more, lose weight. These are the do goals. I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to do. And I told you, they they fail so, so fast. Why don't we do this, church? Why don't we start from this point? We declare war in our words. And so our words have actions, and everything adds up together. So everything I'm trying to tell you today in the, in the system that we have to put in place, they all come together. Instead of the do goals, why don't we have the who goals? And bottom line is, who do you want to become? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Who do you want to become? Who is it that when people describe you, how do they describe you? Who do you want to become? Are you the same old, same old? You ever meet your friends that you haven't seen for a long time and all they want to do is reminisce from the past? Oh, you remember that one time that Bobby Boucher was like, you yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Waterboy. I always give you movie references. It's weird. But... But there's always somebody always bringing up your past when you was doing something, and you got to remind them, "I ain't that way anymore." Yeah, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. Got of done. But I'm not that person. That, who do you want them to know? Who are you? Who do you want people to know? Who you like? Who do you want them to say about? Who, who are you? You got to know that. Who do you want to become? And and you might say this. You might say, "I want to become." true man of God. I want to become a true woman of God. And, And that's a great goal. I want to be a bold witness to other people. and move in and do whatever God. I don't want my excuse to be because of my health that I created here's what happens your identity shapes your actions when you don't know who you are when you when you know who you are and you know what to do and here's the lie the enemy gives it's just who I am I can't change I can't change it's just who I am I can't change. Stand with me, we'll read the scripture and we'll pray. I can't change. That's just who I am. Here's what the Bible says in Romans 6. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so sin might lose its power over our lives. Amen. It was crucified with Christ. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ We were set free from the power of sin Now you are free From your slavery of sin You have become slaves to righteous living Slaves to righteous living When you know who you are And you know what to do Who are you in Christ? You're redeemed of the Lord who are you in Christ, church? You're forgiven. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Identity shifts your actions. Healthy identity creates a positive habit. And a positive habit reinforces the healthy identity. With our word and everything else we say. What's positive habit? M- me praying, reading the Bible, fasting, giving talking different, the things I say I'm going to create new healthy habits the question again is who do you want to become who do you want to become you have to put a system in place I want to become this and if that's the case then the system has to be in place now so you can become what you know for fact you want to become I wrote a couple things down about me who I want to become maybe I'm working on some of these maybe I'm doing some of these maybe I'm not so good at some of these but I don't want to be who do I want to become? I want to be a guy who loves Jesus I want to be a guy who's madly in love with his wife obsessed with him. I love that emotion. I want to be a great dad devoted pastor to his church strong leader who believes in people It helps them do more to make a difference in this world. That's why, those are some of the things i thought about. No single action changes your identity. But multiple actions over time change the way you see yourself. And eventually changes your identity. I'll say it two more times. Because do consistently what others do do occasionally. I'll reword the beginning. God honoring Christians do consistently what others do occasionally. God honoring Christians do consistently what others do occasionally. You want to get that goal? This is the goal? You have to change the system. And look, let's just start with you see how far the system you've been using, Tasha. You, you say it. And we all have that moment. Start. Let the system change. Get plugged in. Don't be a consumer, be a contributor. God used you. Watch what He does when you change the habits of your words, and especially your own words. The, the reason our systems are jacked up and we don't see it is because we self-sabotage. We don't believe in ourselves enough to think that we can do this that those things that I struggle with are just always going to be there struggling. Yeah, the enemy will always put something in there, but as long as you keep in the system and the water, it's hotter and hotter and hotter. I thought God said you can have the authority to speak the name of Jesus and say, get thee behind me, Satan. You can speak the name of Jesus and tell the, the enemy to flee, quit playing, catch with him. He's your friend or something. No way. No. Not today, Satan. It's not happening. We all can change a habit. That's one thing we can all agree on in this room. We can change the system, and the system is going to see the results. And guess what? Out of the end of that, the identity, everything will fall in place for itself. A new identity, a new creature in Christ. We love you. We're thankful. I hope you got this today. I'm digging in this, and I, I love it because I think it can help long-term for anybody. Share it online, put it on YouTube, and share it when we upload it. It's, it's important. I know a lot of people struggle with this stuff. I know I've struggled with it. There's stuff I still struggle with. It. But if, if, if we're honest about it, we're going to start creating a new system. In everything. Your walk with Christ, in your personal life. Guys, I like to see it. Nobody says, you know what? I just want to have high cholesterol the rest of my life. I love to get diabetes, you know. Like nobody says these things. They want to try to figure out how they can change and do better. You know what I mean? So change the system. Watch what God does. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. You're so good. This was a word, man. It was kind of a little punch in the face sometimes. God, I thank you for what you're doing. God, forgive us, God. Man, we got some bad habits. You're good because you still want to use us. Even if we we don't add up to what we think because of our past. We thank you, that you don't give up on us. Let us, give us the strength, God, to create the system so the identity will change. And as a result, everything else will change. The goals will change. Give us the strength. Thank you for what you're doing. And watch us see the turnaround next week as people bring more people to church and have a heart for your house. Thank you for giving us this, Revelation this word. Thank you for letting me be.